0: Agnes, I just pushed the button to put us on the air. I am not having this discussion with you again, and certainly not now. The answer is no, and that's final. Um, sorry you had to hear that, folks. I just don't understand. I had Mercutio in here for weeks, and nobody even noticed. I miss him so much. Agnes, what did I just say? Now is not the time. And we're both still miffed with you for keeping that a secret from us after we'd all agreed it wasn't something we wanted. It's just that I'm so lonely fine. Just let me do this really fast, and then we can talk about it on the air. I was going to talk about my new theory of how the zombies were caused by people eating expired yogurt that was made with genetically modified bacteria, but I can do that tomorrow. Um, Hi, everybody. This is Max O'Brien here with today's Mercury, a broadcast of hope. It's been 156 days since we came back on the air. Agnes here was just telling me for the millionth time that she wants to bring her cat back to the station. Oh, sure. That's all I ever talk about. You're so mean to me, Max. I'm sorry. Look, I get that you're lonely. All of us are missing people that we loved, people that we used to take for granted as a daily part of our lives. It's like when you live in a city and your friends come visit from out of town, but you don't have time to show them around, and so they have to find things to do themselves and they always find something in your own town that you had no idea existed. Places that look and sound like something right in the heart of your interests, but that you never took the time to discover for yourself. Heck, sometimes they're not even obscure. Major institutions that you live within a very easy drive of. Maybe it's a museum, maybe it's a zoo or an aquarium, maybe it's a theater where they do really excellent plays, or even the local sports team. You might have gone once or twice with friends, but when someone asks you when the last time you went was, you're forced to admit that you haven't been in years, and can't even remember when it was. And that's sometimes how we treat our friends. They're there. Of course they're there. They're always there, steady and dependable. And you don't need to check in with them all the time because you know they're capable adults who are doing just fine. Social media actually made it worse because you could feel like you were maintaining a connection when in reality it was superficial. And both parties might have been better off letting each other go. What's this got to do with Mercutio? I'm getting there. The point is that now those friends are gone. They may or may not be alive. Some of them may be listening to this show, but we can't just bop down the street and visit them anymore. If we got word that someone we loved was alive and needed us, we'd move heaven and earth to do whatever we could to get to them. It's about priorities. We miss them more now that they're gone. Of course we're lonely. Something we needed was taken from us, and just because we didn't always appreciate it for what it was at the time, that doesn't make it less painful for us. Everybody's lonely right now. So I can bring him back? Agnes, I'm sorry, but you can't. Dr. Clark and I have talked about this a lot, and all of our old reasons still apply. Then what was the point of that whole speech? The point was to let you know that I know how you feel. But sometimes the answer isn't what you think it is. You're lonely. You want companionship. So your solution is to bring an animal in, because we sure can't bring in some random person wandering around, at least not to stay. But whether you like it or not, that solution isn't practical. I wish it were. I mean, I had cats all through my childhood and well into middle age. Look, let me see if I can explain it this way. Several years ago, I had a couple of cats together. Their names were Rhiannon, or Rhea, and Freya. Rhea was very unpredictable. She hated change of any kind. Every time I moved to a new place, she freaked She hated meeting new people and would behave aggressively towards them unless they had the patience to sit with her for hours, every day, for weeks, until she finally accepted that they weren't a threat. She would growl and hiss and meow and carry on, and lots of my friends wouldn't come visit because they were afraid she might scratch or bite them. She sounds hard to live with. She was. But she was also very sweet once you got to know her. Freya, on the other hand, was the exact opposite. She was shy and timid. She also didn't like meeting new people, but her reaction was to run and hide. Once, after Rhea died, I had to go away for a couple of weeks and had a friend come in to look after Freya. My friend reported that Freya was like a ninja. There was physical evidence to show she was there, but finding her was almost impossible. Now, when Rhea and Freya were both alive periodically they would run around the house as cats often do. Uh, Some people call it the rips or zoomies when cats do that. Just run around for seemingly no reason. Now, given what I just told you, why do you think they were running around? Rhea was chasing Freya. She was being a little bully. That's what I thought, too. But then I started actually watching them. Freya was chasing Rhea. Almost every time, Freya would start it, Freya would chase Rhea, and then eventually they'd stop. They were friends in a very special way, even for cats. And then Rhea died. Freya didn't change much. She was still shy and timid, although she was getting more attention now because Rhea used to demand all of it, and now there was more for me to give to Freya. But for the most part, she stayed just the same. But then, a couple of months after Rhea died, I noticed something. Freya was chasing her tail. It didn't occur to me that that was significant until I'd seen her doing it a few times, But it dawned on me that I'd never seen her chase her tail before. And now she was doing it a few times a week. She liked to chase things. She liked to pounce. And she didn't have anyone she could do that with anymore. She was, in a very non-human way, lonely. She missed running around with Rhea. And so she invented a new way to fill that void. So you're saying... I'm saying you don't need a cat to not be lonely. I don't have an answer for you, Agnes. Everyone in the world is a little lonelier now than they used to be. We're all missing someone, and we're all a little sadder. But if you hang around the wrong people, or in this case animals, you're just going to be masking the symptom. You won't really be less lonely. You'll just be covering it up. And when Mercutio inevitably dies, as everything does, you'll be lonely again. You need to find the right solution to the right problem. Thanks, Max. That actually helps a lot. I think I need to go write in my journal now. I think that's a good idea. And to everyone out there listening, I hope you find a way to be less lonely, too. We're all struggling a little, but I hope it helps you to know that while you might be by yourself, you don't have to think of it as being alone. We'll be back tomorrow. Take care of each other.